You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Friday, and I'm so excited that we have our final creative quarantine for the week and you are tuned in. I'm your host Angelique Roche and today we sat down with award-winning author Nick Stone. Uh, You may have seen her incredible work. She is a young adult grade school author and a mother of two and so I thought it was absolutely appropriate to end our week talking to her about how she's adjusting to the writing process because Little do you know, and you will find out whether you are a fan of Nick Stone or a new fan of Nick Stone, this girl, this woman, this amazing author puts out two to three books a year. Uh, And so we wanted to talk to her about how she's adjusting her creative process, how she is dealing with homeschooling, how things are in Atlanta, which is a little different than our previous guests who have all been in New York. Uh, It is a little further down south and how she is actually doing a really cool practice on the internet called First Chapter Fridays, where she's reading the first chapters of her books online. Uh, So I'm really excited. We had an incredible conversation and a couple of surprises from Nick Stone's kids, which were absolutely amazing. But you, you know what? As usual, you should not take my word for it. You should definitely, definitely, definitely listen to this whole incredible conversation. Not to mention, she gives a couple of tips and tricks for folks who are trying to figure out how to continue writing during this time. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Friday edition of Creative Quarantine. I'm so excited because there's no other way that I have would want to kick the week off then with my girl, the homie, the award-winning author, the amazing dope all-star from the ATL, uh, Nick Stone. What's up, Nick? Right, I'm so glad I'm in the ATL and not in the NYC. Um, whew. It is, uh, well, how is it, how is it, how is it down in Atlanta right now? Fine. I mean, you know, like we're not technically under shelter in place orders like there's a suggested curfew most things are closed um when we have ventured out to like go to the store because i have two children uh and they eat more than i do so we're you are two, a voice two big-headed little rhinoceroses and they're not like old, like they're like seven and three But the seven-year-old is like 65 pounds. The three-year-old is 45 pounds. And they just... 
So like when we have to go to the store, the the precautions are like you go to Trader Joe's and there's a line and everybody's six feet apart and they only let like 25 people in the store at a time type thing. And it's it's weird, but it's it's livable. Um, and I have I'm in like a decent sized house. We have like a backyard. So like it's it's fine. Just yeah. It's getting yeah. getting real. Well, you know, it's it's been an adjustment, right? So anybody who's a big fan of you, for for folks who don't know Nick Stone, uh, you are an award-winning young adult and now grade school uh, age children writer, uh, which means you are shaping young minds. You are you are doing the thing. Uh, but you also do a lot of traveling. You just you just came out with a book um, in 2020, mm-hmm. um, and you were on a book tour. And I love because one, you always give folks the outfit, like you give them the outfit for the day. Yeah. And then you also are you're very much you go through Atlanta Hartsfield Airport. It's a, one of the largest, busiest airports in the entire world. Yeah. And you are constantly, constantly, constantly traveling. And so how has that adjustment been like being wheels down, like not even wheels down, like in mm-hmm. like we then the wheels aren't even on the tarmac. Not hearing I'm it. Not, I'm not feeling it. Like it's <laughs> okay. It's it is definitely an adjustment. I am getting used, but so this is what's funny, Angelique. I am so used to writing on the road, like writing Mm -hmm. on airplanes, writing in hotel rooms, writing wherever I am, that writing at home is really hard. Like I have to completely readjust because home is where I, I just like chill out. So trying to get adjusted to being in a space where I don't typically write has been real, real interesting. Like I have a home office that is really just a storage space that looks really cute and has pink couches in it. Cause I'm like never actually in it, but now I'm like in there sitting there looking around at my Funko pops. Like y'all got any ideas? Cause like, I don't got nothing. Like, can we, what y'all got talking to the, talking to the little Lego brick heads. Like I just, I mean, it's very real. I do I miss like- flying. Like I miss it. Like I miss like, being in the air and I miss not being in the same place every day, all day. I have to keep that's, that's that's all I can say. My my uh of choice is vodka, but I respect I respect your choices. Thank you. Um I do. I mean but that's that's like a really interesting part because while you have not been writing because we've we've joked about this before you write books like Prince made albums like you just you you put out so much so quickly that I'm sure there's this heightened level of expectation from folks like like where like do you feel like there is an expectation for you to come up with the next great Nick Stone masterpiece while you're in self-isolation and and how do you deal with that? I don't really even think about it. Like, I would be completely honest with you after, so Dear Martin came out in 2017 and my fourth book in October, 2017 and the fourth book dropped in January. The fifth comes out in May and the sixth comes out in October of this year. So like I've, I've stepped up the pace. So I was doing a book a year. This year will be three books. Next year, right now I'm at two. We'll see if it winds up being three. I can totally see it going to three. So 
I don't really have time to think about what people are expecting. Um, it's just, I got to get these books written because I'm under contract, right? So like when it comes to, but I, I find that honestly, that's helpful to me. So like anybody out there who is wanting to write a book or who has written a book and is like trying to get it published, just get to working on the next thing. Cause it really does help. It helps me to be busy with what's coming next. And then I'm not really thinking about what came before, how people are responding to it, et cetera, et cetera. Like just, I just keep it going. Cause why not? Like I have no reason not to. Yeah. So you're also a mom. You got, as you mentioned, you have two boys. Uh-huh. Um, there's been, um, so one of the things I love, we were talking the other day and there was a, a, a pillow fort happening. Oh yes. So how are you keeping grounded? Because now there's homeschool. Now there's an adjustment to schedule. Now there's nervous energy. Now the backyard isn't as big as one may think it would be like for, for the parents out there who are also creatives, how have you been creating space? Uh, obviously you are, you're very lucky. You have a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you can, you can kind of tag team WWE style that, that in my mind, that actually happens in your house. It absolutely um, I, feel does. Like, I feel like there's WWE when you're outnumbered by boys and you have our personalities, you have no fear of, of, of wrestling. So I feel like this happens, but like, how do you tag team out and, and work this out? Because those are some ages. Yeah. You know, it's We're interesting. Yeah. Like we, so this is one of those times where I am thankful for the amount of crap that we have. Right. Because it's like, I remember being young and you had to make do with some blank sheets of paper and a box of broken crayons, right? My kids are, they live a very charmed life. Like today we drove around the block in their like little Tesla. Like this, like my older son got a, y'all, you know, like the radio flyer, little bitty car. Yeah, the power wheels. You got the little yeah, the power, power wheels. Exactly. So he has a power wheels Tesla that he got for his fifth birthday. And like, it was like a gift from the family. So like the family all contributed to this Tesla. So like today they just went and drove around in the Tesla. And my husband is as big a kid at heart as I am. So he has this like amazing remote control car. So like the Tesla's going on one side of the sidewalk, the remote control car is headed up the other side of the sidewalk and I'm running. Like, I'm like, I'm going for a run. I don't care what you guys are doing. So I'm like running around the block and I come back to them and they're driving across the street. So like there's, there's stuff to do. It's just a matter of honestly, the first step to like surviving this thing with family that you typically aren't around all the time is to chill out. You know, I think for a lot of us, especially we creative people, the pressure comes from within. Like we're, we put pressure on ourselves, right? It's partially the American way. Like we are completely uncomfortable with sitting still. And, but right now, like as much as I've tried, like I am writing, I'm just not writing very much because it's hard to write. So I've just gotten okay with the fact that like, this is a really weird time. 
And so I'm not going to like pressure myself to get a bunch of stuff done because nobody's getting anything done. Like this isn't like this. It's not like, oh man, now I have all this time on my hands. I have to write the next bestseller. Like I don't, this is not my thinking at all because no, I'm going to just chill out a little bit. So the pillow fort, I loved pillow forts as a kid. And I also have a, like we, I am a pillow and comfort. Like I am sitting right now um, in my guest room. My guest room has like a big, oh, there are the children. Oh yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. But did you, hear the, did you hear the thunder in the hallway? So I'm sitting in, I have the guest room has this like very comfy chair with like a matching ottoman in it. Like there's like a couch or a chair in just about every room of my house because I really like cozy spaces. Like even my son, my older son has a couch beneath his bed. So he has this like love seat because his bed is like this lofted. So like we pulled all the pillows off of all the couches across the house and we threw them all into the living room because I have a U-shaped sectional. And in the middle of the sectional, hi child, I'm working. Okay, he's coming in. Um, okay. In the middle of the sectional, we just threw all the pillows in. And hi, this is perfection. What? Why are you not in the pillow pit? Because mom, we we're playing chasing. You're playing chasing. Okay, chase yourself out of the door and close it, and continue on down the stairs. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Okay. So, so anyway, in this pillow that's, pit, what I did was part of the interview ever all week, creative quarantine moment, hands down. He just stole your thunder, all of he it. Just, he just comes in, he just does whatever he wants. And you know what? I let him because why not? Right? This he's is real life. Adorable. He's also very cute. It's nice when they're, you know, it's, he's, yeah, he's, that one is hell on earth, man. Whew. He's the one I built the pillow fort for because, mommy, I want to build a fort. And I'm like, you don't know how to build a fort. Okay, well, you do it for me. Okay. So I use the pillows. We make the fort. And, like, the key to success in a good pillow fort is a window because it gets hot up under there. So, like, make sure you have – so we used our couch as kind of the, the top. So it's a fort that you could only lie down in. I'm sure I can find some big sheets of cardboard or something to make a bigger one, but there was enough space in there for all of us. And it lasted until that kid that just came in here decided to jump on it um, because he just destroys everything. You know what? But again, like, I think that's also like one of those moments where creativity came from another place. It wasn't necessarily writing, right? Like, mm -hmm. you have to, like my child wants a fort. Let's build make a fort. Uh, so yeah. we have our, our first question that came in. Uh, hey, Nick, how do you keep working when you hit a block? How do you stay motivated? Man, I don't Yo. think you're ever not motivated. Like, I, when are you, like, I feel like you always feel like there's a story. I just don't know if you always want to work. I mean, I do always. I love working. Like, I really and truly love working and writing. And I love traveling and I love speaking. Like, I love, there is nothing more amazing and powerful than getting to do what you love for money. Like people are paying me to do these things that I really enjoy. Um, I stay motivated because I have bills to pay truly. Like that is the answer to this question. 
writing is my sole source. Writing and speaking, those are my sole sources of income. So I'm going to get these books written because that's how the lights stay turned on. Um, the other piece, though, is knowing that I'm doing something that goes beyond just me. Um, I get kids keep me motivated. Like I'll get emails from young people. I'll get DMs on Instagram. These children be all in my DMs, like I just mean, all up in there. You are a young adult author. Is that, yeah. is, isn't that where people talk now? They, I mean, I slid Apparently. into I mean, that's how we became friends. Yes. They not on Twitter. I can tell you that much. It ain't a whole bunch of people under 18 on Twitter. Cause like all of, they all are in all in the Instagram DMS, but that is motivation to me. Having a kid write to me and say, Oh my gosh, I just read this book. And like, you gave me language for something that I didn't have language for. Or I finally feel like I've seen myself um, in a way that's positive. Like things like that help keep me motivated. And when I get blocked, I don't really like that word, um, but tomato, tomato, I guess. Like I, sometimes taking a shower is helpful. Like, I don't know. There's something about like, I like being clean. Like hygiene is like top of the list for me. So like getting clean, it's like washing away the block. I don't know. Uh, exercise is helpful. And then consuming other media is a thing that helps me get inspired. Um, I watched Knives Out for the first time a few days ago and I'm still like, well, damn, that is right. not what I was expecting. Like it was, I seen the post, I was like, oh, here we go. You got a, here we got another white movie. I love all of y'all actors and actresses, but like where the brown people at? And then it ended up being this like totally subversive mystery thing that made me feel a way about Chris Evans even more than Captain America did. But anyway, it's just like watching that made me see what story can do, which then I was like, okay, let me get back to work. Yeah. I and I love that. that. Helpful, but yeah. No, I feel like, I feel like that's, it's like a real thing because when you think about this concept of consuming other media, like right now, for instance, I think one of the things that I find that's really inspirational, particularly with you, is that you're doing First Chapter Fridays. Yeah. Uh, so explain to folks what First Chapter Fridays are and what it means. And, and tell me, like, what made you decide to do that? So I write, we've spoken about it, middle grade and young adult fiction. And my books are featured in a lot of classrooms. Like Dear Martin is on curriculum lists all over the country, which is wild. Um, but because Dear Barton is on curriculum lists, all of my other books wind up like in classroom libraries and things like that. So I got the idea for First Chapter Friday from teachers. Teachers will sit in their classrooms and they will read a chapter from a book really just to get kids interested in the book. Um, so right now, because of copyright stuff, teachers can't sit and like record themselves reading my book and post it on the internet. Like that's not a thing you can do without a publisher coming after you with like a cease and desist letter because of copyright. Like publishers own these. Yes. What? Yeah. But like the you can't record are... yourself reading somebody else's book. But the teachers aren't money. I mean, I guess it's like recording someone, I guess it's like doing a cover. Not exactly. It's not exactly like doing a cover. Um, it's hard to explain. I, I don't 
know all of the ins and outs of it. All I know is that people who are not the author are not permitted. Like you could read it over like a Zoom meeting. Like it's a thing that you could read live. But because teachers aren't allowed to read and post long-term videos of themselves reading books by other people, I decided I would do the first chapter Fridays. So I'm putting the first chapter Fridays on um, my, they're right now they're on my Instagram. I'm working on like getting them onto YouTube so that they'll, so that they'll be there long-term. And um, it's, it's fun. And it's interesting, like sitting and reading my own book aloud. Uh, Yeah. But so far it's, it seems to be pretty beneficial. Like people seem to be very, interested and like look forward to me posting them and I've had a bunch of people be like oh I'm gonna go buy this book now which is great I'll take it hey hold on one second guys hold on hey family I can hear you and so can about you know a hundred other people yeah <laughs> nope they they didn't they didn't hear me. they don't Okay. Hey, to Matt, my producer, please, please leave that in the audio recording. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, to let folks know who are watching right now, you can ask Nick a question uh, just by typing it into the comment section on YouTube or on Twitch or on Facebook, wherever you're watching this right now. And we will try to get to all of your questions when we can. Um, I do. I really think it's pretty amazing that you're taking the time to do that. And it really speaks volumes to you and how um, you want to share this word, because that's another thing that you were really doing before all this started. You were visiting so many schools and talking to so many young people. Um, you know, what would what would you say right now to, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old Nick who's stuck at home? And it's like trying to find inspiration or like figuring out like what what would you wish that someone would have said to you with all of this free time right now? You know, it's less what I wish someone would have said to me and more like what I wish someone would have given me, which is a book with me in it. This is why I write, right? 14, 15, 16 year old Nick did not have books with 14, 15 and 16 year old characters like Nick in them. Um, And you know, what I will say to young people is like, relax, like all, everything is a lot right now. And it's all a little out of control. But all of this is unprecedented. So like, I feel like a lot of I know a lot of young people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to stay caught up in school, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you can, but just know that by the time everybody goes back to school, everybody's going to be in the same place. It's not like you can't fall behind right now. Like it's not a thing that's possible because nobody's moving forward, if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, back to the reason I create the stuff I create is because, you know, I would have been reading Harry Potter if, if I was 14 or 15, if this was happening when I was 14 or 15, which was like the late nineties, I think I was 14 in 1999 and I turned 15 in the year 2000, um, <laughs> right after Y2K when we thought everything was going to just implode. Do you remember I mean, that? I mean, I was graduating from <coughs> high school uh, that year, but that's, that's fine. That's, you know, freshman, senior, it works. High yeah, school. Absolutely. We were both in high school. I was hiding in my closet when Y2K popped off because they I thought, thought the world was going to end. Yeah hilarious um so yeah so I would have been 
like reading Harry Potter for like the 12th time because that was really all there was. So I just want people who are young and who look like me and who have had experiences similar to mine, experiences different from mine, to know that they are seen and they are heard and that their stories are important and that the stuff that they're going through is valid and it matters. And, and like, you're a valuable human being simply because you exist. Like, that's a thing that I want young people to know. Well, and I think that's, that's really powerful, particularly we're, we're both Black women from the South. We both identify as being queer. We both are creatives. And, you know, for, for, for that piece, and in particular, like, you have been so, like, this is who I am. I love sneakers. Uh, I love fashion. You're going to see my head wrapped. And that coming from a writer, coming from an author, I don't ever remember seeing that as a kid. I don't, I don't, I remember seeking it out. Like there's this one book called the Chelsea girl murders by sparkle hater, which I'm pretty sure was a, a pseudonym for someone. Or like, we've talked about this, the ruins of Ambry by Melanie Ron, which she never finished. By the way, if anybody knows Melanie Ron, she'd been writing a third book in that series since I was a junior in high school. And I, I'm much older now and it hasn't come. I don't, I just want my last book. Can, uh, I, get, I, can I get my, my conclusion? Right? Like y'all yeah. out here talking about, you know, y'all want the song of Ice and Fire to end. I just, I just, there was only three books in my series. I just, I just, I just, want, I just want the last one. Even my last one. Um, I say all that to say like, Right now, who are you consuming, right? Like, what artists are you supporting? Um, who are you reading? Who are you listening to? Because uh, folks out there are all looking for recommendations. They're all trying to, like, you know, because that's where a lot of inspiration comes from, right? You mm-hmm. hear other things. You do other things. You don't kind of shut yourself off from stimuli, right? Yeah. Look, look I am an inform. Like, I love information and learning new things like all of my fiction flows out of truth and like things that have happened things that I've experienced things that there are statistics to support that kind of thing so right now I am obsessed with Dr. Ibram Kendi and like everything that he does so Dr. Ibram Kendi he wrote um, a book called Stamped from the Beginning that won the National Book Award for Nonfiction in 2016, I think, I think in 2016. And like, it is this super rich, thick compendium, basically, of the history of racism. And like, Jason Reynolds, just he and Jason Reynolds did like a young readers adaptation that just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, But this man and the way that he synthesizes, Dr. Kendi, the way that Dr. Kendi synthesizes information and then like puts it into a form that you can easily not only digest, but like remember is like, it's like nothing I've ever seen. So like his second book was called How to Be an Anti-Racist. It came out last year. So I have just been eating everything that he writes. He also writes for The Atlantic. Like he just does all of this amazing informational stuff. Um, And at times like these, when the world is not what we're used to it being, 
I like learning new things just because it like keeps my mind occupied. So yeah, so Dr. Kendi, I've been consuming. I have been rereading um, House of X and Powers of X. Man, Whew. it's so good. It's so good. So good. I just started reading um, the latest Exiles comics. Uh, Shout out to Muhammad. So, so, so good. So, like, just stuff like that. I'm reading a few upcoming young adult novels and re-watching movies that I really enjoy. You know. What movies? I, let's see. So, my favorite MCU movie. I am a, I love Marvel in general. Um, but the MCU movies, there's just nothing like them. So, like, I rewatched Thor Ragnarok is like my number one. Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and it's it's 100% because of Tessa Thompson. Like, that her character in that movie has made that movie my favorite. Black oh. Panther is number two. I wish you could. I actually literally have a Valkyrie. So, I was, I remember coming I home. I want it. I came home, watched the movie, I went to the tattoo artist and was like, hey, I was going to get another tattoo, but I just saw Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Can, you, can you do that? And she was like, yeah, I can do it. So, uh, yeah. I That's how it. I love Tessa Thompson's character in that movie. I just need a clear image of it. Yo, send me like a clear image of it because that's like the next tattoo I want. And I have the space picked out for it already. Well, and you know what? I, and this, we're just going to have some tattoo love. I love, so you have a very particular tattoo that I, I knew immediately what kind of person you were uh, of some of the most important prisoners in history. Oh, absolutely. Uh, including Sirius Black. And um, of course, you can't not. On your arm. And can you, can you let, can you I let. Uh, I don't know how to do this. Okay, there oh, it is. Got it. So Are can they all backwards? You know who it is? They're perfect. Okay. Um, so here, I'll do I'll try to try to do it in order. So the top is Rosa Parks. The second is Dr. King. The third is Malcolm X. The fourth is Huey Newton. The fifth is Doris Payne. She is a black woman who is a world-renowned jewelry thief. And I just think she's a badass. And then, yeah, the bottom one is serious black. Um, and I got that tattoo shortly after Dear Martin was banned in a county here in Georgia. And I was just like big mad about it. And then and then I thought about the fact that so many of my heroes got themselves into trouble in the pursuit of good. Um, so now I just have to figure out a way to get myself arrested so I can put my own number but it needs to be like accepted for, uh, I mean, arrested for something like noble. I so mean, I just have to find like a flagpole to to scale and like rip down something Confederate or something. Like there's something out there that I can do that could get me just just like the right amount of arrested. Well, I mean, you know, Prince got arrested for indecent exposure in Jackson, Mississippi. I actually have that. I have a picture of that in my bedroom as motivation every day on how to be a good creative that like breaks the lines, even when it's something like 
Really? Mm. Really? Arrest mm-hmm. me after my concert? Okay. Cool. I see you don't like thongs and thigh high boots. Yeah, you All just right. hate this. That's just pure hateration. Um. So. Uh, for those who are out there, like, and they are, they're kind of, because we've talked about what you're, what you're kind of doing. You're still writing. You're just not giving yourself too much pressure. You are mm-hmm. consuming good information. You are building pillow forts. Uh, you are obviously practicing uh, good social distancing, self-isolation. Yeah. Um, what, I hate <laughs> social distancing. This is the worst thing that's up. This is the worst. <laughs> I am a hyper extrovert like i love people like i love human beings i love how they look and how they feel and like smell most of the time sometimes i don't like how they smell but that does not sound like a statement of a woman who has gone to a comic-con most most oh yeah no 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 not that smell. <laughs> like i like yeah no 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 you know like i like like good smelling people good smell the good smell my little niece is here my niece is three months old and she's like downstairs in my house right now and she smells like magic. And I'm just going to sniff her as soon as we get off. I'm just going to snuggle and sniff the baby. But like, there's something so amazing about human beings as a species, right? So like, I'm like stuck in my house. And the only people I'm seeing are the two that I made and the one that I married. And he's great. Don't get me wrong. Like that, that one thing I can say my husband and I have no problem being like stranded on a desert island together. Like we actually really like each other, which is great. Um, but there's a lot of wieners in my house and there's just no estrogen. And it is, the struggle is real. It's so real. Oh, so for those moms out there who are outnumbered, do you have any tips? Take a bath. Like, if you have a bathtub, take a bath. I, I like washed and protective, protectively styled my hair today. Just do some things that make you feel good about being in your own skin. Um, work. I've been working out like crazy because like, Why not? what else is there to do, right? Um, so like what I'll do is I'll go for a run and then I'll like, squat and lunge and like keep the booty tight and then in the evenings i drink like three bloody marys (laughs) so i'm basically taking care of the the seven grams seven ounces seven calories per gram of alcohol that i'm drinking in the evening i go run off the next morning and it's just a great cycle i guess i mean something when i ever tried it so all right so in all of this and all the bloody mary mess in all of the 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 us not knowing where a lot of this is going, mm-hmm. asking creatives, is there a hope, an inspiration, uh, a thing? And also note, if anybody is watching right now, you still have a little bit of time, a tiny bit of time to ask a question. So make sure you're asking that question in the YouTube, the Twitch, the Facebook, wherever you are, type it on in. I'm also gonna make sure I'm checking my Twitter if you have tagged us uh, in a tweet. Um, so I make sure that I am, I am doing that now just to be fair, fair, fair. Um, you're, you're like, like, I would not be able to keep up with all that. Like I get on one network and I'm like, what is this? Which is probably why I cannot finish the book I've been writing for four years, but not to get on me. 
what what is what is a hope? What is it, an aspiration? What is you know? Because at the end of the day, like people have been talking about, you know, this was written during this time. This was written during this time. Like I hope that we don't get a Samuel Pepys out of all this. I, I have a lot of feelings about Samuel Pepys, even though he's been the inspiration technically for the novella that I'm writing. Um, uh, not the greatest example of something that came out of uh, the plague and the fires of London. Uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> we can talk about that offline. Uh, what do you feel like, what, what do you hope comes from this? Like being in this forced um, situation where we have to take a step back. Mindfulness is what mm-hmm. I hope comes from this. Getting comfortable with just being. Like, I am sitting, I get up, I shower, I brush my teeth. Well, now more I'm like getting up, working out, then I shower, except like get up, brush your teeth, shower, blah, 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 blah. And then I just put on new pajamas, right? Like, I'm not like, I'm just changing my pajamas every day. But I'm here, and I'm alive, and I have really cute kids, and I have a really, really, really hot partner. Like, my... My husband is such a babe. It is a little bit absurd. We've been married for 10 years. And like, I remember, so I went, I found my husband overseas. I found him. Sounds terrible. But like, I went to Israel for a summer and like, I went like looking for God. I was like intensely evangelically Christian. And I went over there looking for God and I found this really smoking hot dude instead. And like, he's still really hot. So like, I have such a wealth of like things to be grateful for around me and being able to sit in that and to just like enjoy the fact that the sun is shining today and there's all of these books that I haven't read yet and now I have time to read them if I decide I want to read them I can also just sit and watch a movie like it's like there are so many things here now to be grateful for that I, you know, I'm not encouraging people to just like pursue the next thing, like take a breath, relax. All of the things that we think are important, we're discovering really aren't that important in the grand scheme of things. Like my eyebrows are a mess. My nails, oh boy. Like I am a like manicure once every 10 days chick. We, we go get them laid. Ain't no laid and slayed nails right now. Ain't no fleaky eyebrows. There's no waxings, not a, not an option. Like there are all of these things that I invest myself in that really just aren't that important. And I'm discovering that when you strip away all of these other little things, what's important is actually like right in front of you. So my encouragement to everyone is to look around and just enjoy the things that are right here, right now. I couldn't have ended this better. We're just gonna have a mini dance party. If I could play Beyonce without messing up the soundtrack, I would. I feel like we're gonna do this. It's gonna be great. Um, so Nick, you are the best. I'm, I'm probably gonna text you like five times later today, but for those who don't have the privilege of doing that, where can they find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs. Let's see. I am at Nick Stone and I C S T O N E on Instagram. I am at Get Nicked, G E T N I C C E D on Twitter. And I am at 
oh boy, I don't remember what the YouTube channel is. There's nothing on there right now anyway, but like eventually you'll find that link somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Instagram's where it's at though. At real, Nickstone. Real easy to, real easy to remember. Is, I don't know if the kids say, uh, they, they say the word the fleek anymore, uh, but your Instagram is on fleek. I, no, no. It's fine. We can say it. We can say whatever the hell we want to say. Yeah, you know what? Because we're adults. Leaky Poppington, it Poppington Instagram. I I dope. I just kind of go with dope. Dope. It's just one of those words that's never. As much as people try to get rid of it, it, it doesn't go away. Anyway. Completely agree. Oh yeah. man! Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Stay tuned. On Monday, we are going to be back uh, with journalists hip-hop all-star, like, amazing writer who's now the VP for content at Genius uh, and also was one of the writers for Marvel's Voices, the comic book, Rob Markman. Uh, you'll find information about that on the YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitters, uh, and the Grams. I think the Grams is right. I think the kids, I think I would get, like... The... I don't think there's an S. It's just the Gram. Oh, that... Oh. Sorry. I don't know if I like it. Do it for the Gram. Oh man! On, on I learned that. some new joy. I learned some new stuff the other week. I went to. Sorry, this child came in this room to tell me he had to go potty and left the door open. So if it got a little louder, sorry. I think it's uh. Yeah. It's but no, so this kid, I walk in. I'm in. The, I'm in a middle school. So this, I'm like speaking to eighth graders, and this little dude, he probably came up to like, my shoulder. Maybe he wasn't. wasn't he wasn't tall. And he, he does one of these, he like looks me up and down and he goes, you got drip. And I was like, oh God, what is that? What does that even mean? I don't, what? It's, drip is the child of swag. So like we're swag. So, you know, these slang terms wind up having children and then there are children that come from the children. Like lit is the child of, of turnt, which is the child of crunk. Yes, dear. Which is a child. You went poo-poo. Okay. I will be there to wipe your bum. Just a minute. Can can you give me like like two minutes? Maybe. Just hold tight. All right. <laughs> I officially have a little ass to wipe. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for hanging out with us, friends. Guys, uh, Nick, I'm going to have to have you back on here at some point in time. Please, let, let's do it. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Bye. Creative Quarantine is hosted by Angelique Rocher. It's produced by Angelique Rocher, Sarah Storm, and Matt Storm. Our logo is designed by Aaron Leffler. New streaming episodes are available Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on AngeliqueRocher.com forward slash creative quarantine. Podcasts are made available the morning after each live streamed episode, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit us on Instagram at creative.quarantine and Twitter at creativequeteen. Please send this to a friend who needs a little artistic company and stay at home if you possibly can. We'll see you soon. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.